0: Hey, what's up? This is Jared Gray with the Head to Head Podcast. I have all the guys here today. We have Clutch Russ, we have Nino Brown, and my, ga- my guy Mike
1: Waller. How you guys doing? Good. Hanging in there, doing Clutch. good. Yeah, we're doing good. Nino, how you been? So, we- uh,
2: I, I can't complain, you know. The same old, same old. I'm ready to dive in and do some Head to Head.
0: we not getting too much trouble today. Uh, so we got our guy Mike Wallet from four to four. Uh, give us a little introduction, Mike.
3: Uh, what's up, everybody? Yeah, Mike, uh, yeah, Mike Wallet. For those that you don't know me, I'm uh, IDP lead over at 444.com. Um, and again, thanks for, for reaching out, Jared, and, and having me on the podcast tonight.
0: I'm glad to have you. It's been about a year and a half since we've done something together and we got to keep doing this more often that's for sure um mike has been one of the guys that i when i first got into this game um me and mike kind of hit it off real quick and started talking some idp and you know we brought in some new guys such as my man russ and nino's new to the new to the game so we wanted to bump heads together today
1: <laughs> uh
0: all right, so we're going to get right into this. Uh, I have our graphics pulled up. We're going to do Russ's, and then we'll do Nino's, then we'll move right into mine and Mike's. Uh, Russ has defensive end U2 or Gross Matos from Carolina, Cameron Curl, Joe Tryon, Kari Elam, Chiquan Brisker, Divine Diablo, which I'm mad because you took him from me, Pete Warner, <laughs> Jermaine Johnson, Derek Tazuska, I'm probably saying that wrong, and Jabril Cox. Give us a reason why you picked these guys, and what do you think they're going to do this year? Uh,
1: Well, when I made this list of guys that I thought would be be able to contend with anything, I took it a couple different lenses. I play mainly keeper leagues. So some of it goes off of some guys I'm looking forward to in the future, depending on how deep your league may be with starting defensive linemen, having a backup, what have you. So Gross Matos is definitely a guy that I've been watching. They had Brian Burns there as as well on the other side. Uh, They got on Reddick, They let him go. So they're kind of feeling like Gross Matos might be the guy. Uh, He had – A real real knack for the ball, holding the edge and being able to rush the passer. So now he's got the whole year to do that and have opportunities to go after the quarterback. So that's one of the reasons why I like him. Cameron Curl, he's a very humble guy. Uh, Coach Rivera talks a lot about him and his leadership. Uh, There's no more Landon Collins there. So he's got plenty of opportunity there for snap count to be high and hopefully a lot of opportunities as well. Uh, Joe Tryon, um, curious on that one. No big Ndamukong Su in, in there to help out Shaquille Barrett, but they did get Akeem Hicks, so we'll see how kind of effect that plays off. Uh, Creole Inlum, he's, uh, he's on a secondary that could finish top five, top three, in my opinion. You got Tredavious White on the other side, so they're going to be targeting him. All day, every day. So I like the chances there. Uh, Jaquan Brisker, uh, a rookie as well in the secondary, safety, plays great in pass coverage and comes up and not afraid to hit the running backs. Uh, Divine DiVablo, also a very versatile player, came in and stepped up, played a little bit of linebacker, was a safety in college. There's definitely a theme of of safeties kind of moving to linebacker, and it seems like they really want that versatility. Uh, Pete Warner, uh, unfortunately, he's been kind of dealing with some injuries once in a while. So he had, what was it, 71% uh, three games last year. And so at the total of the end of the season, he was only at 45%. He's a guy I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, maybe he gets over the injury bug and can put in a solid season. And if he gets a snap count up to 71% throughout the whole season, rather than just the last three games or the three games within that season, I'm sorry, that he can be a productive, maybe a top 50 guy. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, another rookie, uh, he, tremendous upside, can set the edge, rush the passer. He is a physical freak. C.J. Mosley, I know, has been talking highly of him, but I know it's that time of the season where everybody's talking high on everybody. Uh, Derek Jazeek Tuska. I'm kind of a North Dakota State fan as well as a Husker Mm -hmm. fan. You know, we had some tough years, so I kind of followed Craig Bull a little bit, and he's definitely put out some pretty good productive players in the NFL and him being one of them or his staff and uh, being able to play behind Bradley Chubb in Denver and then come over to the Steelers and be behind TJ Watt and uh, Highsmith. uh, I'm not saying that he's going to come in and dominate the league by no means, but just a rotational player guy that I'm kind of curious if they ever do let go of one of the other ends for whatever reason, maybe he's got that opportunity. Uh, Jabril Cox, uh, coincidentally, another NDSU guy. Uh, unfortunately, he's battling some knee issues right now in camp. He is expected to play practice on Saturday. Uh, that whole linebacking core outside of Micah Parsons seems like it's kind of wide open. I know they brought Barr in. He's also looking to get over some injuries, supposedly. I don't know if that's something going on contractual wise or what, but that's. Uh, Kind of my list, and uh, just people I really want to watch, and some guys that I'm not afraid to maybe take to sit on my bench, in a couple of keeper leagues that I'm in to see how they pan out in the future. So that's my list, and uh, nice, Mike. Uh, I
0: like it uh, overall. I, I think it's a really solid list, Mike. What do you think of the? What do you? What guys would you pull away from it?
3: So, uh, you know, right off the top, I, I don't have any really, you know, I, I like all the guys here. Um, I think, you know, w- with Brisker, I, I really like Brisker as, as one of the top DBs. So um, I'm right in line with that. Um, Joe Tryon, I think, is going to be one of those guys that will, that can either boom or bust in your, depending on your on your scoring. And with Jabril Cox out, yeah, you know, he's a guy to keep an eye on. You know, you got Leighton Vanderesh, who I think, um, is going to be playing one of the, the linebacker spots. Bar is probably going to play more outside, but we all know how, how fragile late Vadres has been over the last year. So, Drill Cox has, I think, has definitely That's some more sure. here. But, um, but overall, yeah, I mean, Dia- Divine Diablo and Pete Warner, I, got, I wrote up as guys who could have breakout season. So, uh, pretty good list. I mean, okay. still a little, I'm a little worried with gross matos. I'm really hoping that he he really takes advantage of the he got a good path to snaps. I'm kind of hoping he's able to take advantage of playing alongside Burns.
0: Yeah, I agree with that overall. Uh, Nina, how you feeling about the list overall? Before I get you. to yours. I like,
2: uh me and uh me and Russ had a couple of guys, you know, similar and he said that off camera before we go on that uh there was a few guys that he didn't put on from my list that he had liked. So, you know, I think we're uh, doing the same with uh, some of the guys we go with. <laughs> I'm just seatbelting up. I'm going to get straight to
0: – yeah, yeah.
2: I'm going to get straight I
0: know. to your list. You, you, got, you got some dudes on your list for sure that I really like. So, um, But there are some dudes that obviously I'm going to come at you for because, you know, that's what I do. Uh, so Nino Brown, action T2T. Uh, we got Nick Bolton, Quiddy Pay, Devon Diablo as well, Dax Hill, who I think is an absolute baller, uh, JC Horn, Ernest Jones. I think you thieved him for me. Uh, Travis Gibson, <laughs> Kyle Duggar, Jonathan Greenard, and Osa. I mean, you always do this to me to me. Osa <laughs> yeah, yeah. Udikudua, I don't even know how to say his last name, dude. So o- overall. Very different list because you know I me. Mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm not a real big corner guy, but I'm a, I'm a big. Let's get these safeties out here. But overall, um tell me why you list and, and what's
2: your big deal right, on well, it. I'm gonna I'll start at the at the bottom and work my way up. Uh Osa uh, he he's, uh, he had a decent year last year, and they think that they thought that Neville was supposed to be the guy, and I I feel like Osa's just passing him by. Real quick, out of nowhere. I mean, he had 36 tackles, you know, I think it was 25 soul tackles last year, six tackles for us. So, I mean, I think he's going to improve on those numbers. But like I said, he came out of nowhere and I feel like he's past Neville. And then Greenwood had a decent year for the Texans last year a 12 QB hits, eight sacks, 32 tackles. Uh, I went with a list of guys that were either second year or, you know, going to be the second or third. Young guys, you said you wanted to see guys out of nowhere. So, I went with guys that, you know, people weren't really thinking about. I got Duggar because I'm a homer, and I feel, you know, 92 tackles <laughs> as a rookie last year, and I, I feel he's just going to – he's going to be the general out there for Bill. Um, I say R because, I, like I said, I'm from New England. Our defense has got some holes, and he needs to be a leader out there and step up, and I feel like he's going to be all over. He's going to be on the line. He'll be covering. Um, he's going to have a good year. Gibson, with the news even coming out today, it's better for me because uh, I had Gibson just – played off Roquan's coattails here, but I, I feel like he might have to be the guy if they if they trade Roquan, so we'll see what happens, but uh, 39 tackles, seven tackles for loss, and seven QB hits last year, I'll take that. You can only, you know, coming out early and improving, I like to see that, and him being the guy by himself, especially if Roquan's gone, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Ernest Jones, I don't even have to talk oh, about that's him. What I'm about to come uh,
0: at you on that one with my
2: list, I promise you. <laughs> All right, and then, <laughs> JC Horn didn't have a ball of the year. He was a rookie. I, I feel they got a lot of got talent at secondary. What's that? He got injured.
3: Yeah, I think he was hurt yeah, for I, he got hurt. He hurt his ankle real yeah. bad.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but even when he he the couple games he did play, um, he had some some moments, but I feel this year he's gonna come out and break out. Like I said, he's gonna get a full year. He's healthy. My next guy, Daxon Hill, he's just in a prime spot. He's coming off a great year in Michigan, and guy on the side of him is holding out, so uh, he looking like he's going to be the dude out there as a rookie running the show, so we'll see what happens, but they don't sign Bates. Hill's the guy. So Diablo, Russ already hit Diablo. Uh, I think, you know, we said uh, in the, the pre-show, he's got the double tag, plus he's got uh, homeboy on the side of him that just came off 152 tackles so he's not the number one guy, so he's just able to just scoot by and do his thing. Uh, Quiddy Payne, I like this guy a lot. And Bolton. Bo- both of these guys at the top were rookies last year. I mean, Bolton just blew up, 112 tackles. Now he's got Leo Chanel on the side of him. He's got Chris Jones and Frank Clark in front of him. He's just, I-, I could see an improvement from that. That's why I got him at one. And Quiddy Payne, dude, he's got big dogs in front of him, on the side of him. He's got Buckner. He's got, I can't even say his name. I'm just going to go with Yannick. Yannick. So, yeah, Yannick. He's <laughs> Yannick he's, N'gakwe. Just, Yannick N'gakwe. He's, get, he's getting like the lesser of the guys on the line up against him, and he's getting one on one. So, this is only his first year, and he had uh, 32 tackles, 16 solo, and four sacks. I can see him getting seven, eight sacks this year. It's like, yeah, hey, Jared, rip
0: me up. <laughs> Yo, man, overall, I like the list, to be honest with you. But I'm going to tell you right now, Travis Gibson ain't the guy. That guy's on my list. Man, I'll get to him in a second. But Travis Gibson's not he, – he's going to be the number two. And if he isn't going – if Roquan decides to play for the Bears, he's going to be number three. So I, I'm going to get at you on that one. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, Dax
3: hey, Hill, that's seven my tackles, dude. I'm a huge seven fan. Seven tackles for loss. Well, plus he's an edge guy, so he'll yeah. play – so, you know, he'll well, I, my, my, I guess my, my issue with Gibson is going to be efficiency. So, can he, because he, can he produce the same efficiency?
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and that's exactly what we're going to get out of him. Uh, Ernest Jones, I think, is in a premier spot because everybody who sits next to Bobby, Bobby Wagner is a star after because, <laughs> yep. I mean, either get J-J-I. an assist or get a, or get a solo because they're coming at Bobby. So mm-hmm. I, I love Ernest Jones, man. I, I'm a massive fan. Kyle Duggar is mm-hmm. as advertised. Uh, OSA has moved Nivelle out of the spot, and I'll agree with it for me because I'm an OU guy. But uh, Osa has played really well. Can't can't grip about that dude at all. Um, but overall it's a it's a really solid list. Um, I, I can't got nothing really bad to say about it. Uh, Mike, what do you got
3: for me on that? Yeah, er- Ernest Jones, I think is when you get to when you can learn from someone like Bobby Wagner, and you know, I'll I, I'll t- I'll be talking about one of the guys that I like, who's, who's kind of in a similar situation. But when you can learn from someone like Bobby Wagner, who has been one of the best linebackers in in football since he's been a rookie, um, that's definitely. It sounds like from from things that I've been reading, uh, those two have been attached at the hip. So, um, which is a which is a very smart move on, on his part. But yeah, I love Kyle Duggar. Duggar, I you know I, I wrote up Kyle Duggar last season. I think his trajectory is is certainly going up. Um, he's one of the few defensive players that I think w- that you can kind of count on as much as possible in a New England system, offense or defense. So the only guys <laughs> that really I that uh, that yeah that I that I have a little bit of issue with that I have some issues trouble you know trusting this season is Greenard and, and Gibson um greener just the same reason can he be that same can you can he produce that same efficiency cuz he had a pretty good uh sack to uh you know pressure to sack uh ratio so can he produce that same efficiency cuz that Houston
0: defense is just going to be bad Yeah, my, and uh my <laughs> issue with yeah. with greener um is they brought in obo in obo Okarako mm-hmm. from LA and yep. they, they they gave him enough money where he's the guy mm-hmm. so either one Greener's going to do well, or he's going to be the second-tier guy to Oboe on the other side. So it really just depends on what we see out of that mix between the two of them. Because if they can both get pressure, then he could be, he could be a really, really great grab, to be honest with you. But overall, I agree with it.
2: Cool. Wasn't
0: bad. Um, we're going to add <laughs> our list to the stream, and then I'll go to get my butt kicked by Mike on this one. So –
3: Oh, That's you got we'll a few. Do.
0: I, I don't know. Maybe
3: maybe you were doing it on purpose, but you've got a few for sure.
0: Um. So yeah, I'll, i I like I like I like the heat. You know what I mean. So <laughs> uh, so for me, I got Davin Collins as my number one. I, it's not really a one to ten. It's just ten guys that I like. Uh, Jalen Phillips, who I think is an absolute stud in his second year. Matt Ioannidis, um, who I think finally gets. To be gets to shine a little bit. Juan Thornhill um, at Casey is finally going to be the guy. Then you got Nicholas Morrow, who I think is going, who right now who has the green dot uh, at the Bears, and they're already talking about him be the was going to be the guy anyway. If Roquan's not going to be there, now he really will be the guy if Roquan won't be there. Um, Frankie Louvu, this is the guy that for me is really shown up over the last couple of weeks in camp. Um, you've watched Damian Wilson and Corey Littleton try to figure out who's going to play the other spot with Shaq, you know, being out. But once Shaq comes back, one of those guys is going to cancel each other out. But Frankie has stayed there. I mean, he ain't moved from the position. He's staying, you know, on the outside linebacker spot. And he's already had four interceptions in camp already, three against um, Sam Darnold, once against Baker Mayfield. So he, he's playing well. Uh, Kenneth Murray, you knew I was going to throw Kenneth Murray in here. I'm sure Russ knew it was coming. Um, my guys had ankle surgery. He had shoulder surgery. You know, he's he's finally starting a point where he's, he's healthy right now. He's still on the pup list in Kyle Van the middle linebacker, which is really weird to see Calvin Van play a middle linebacker position. I don't care if it's practice. Okay? It's just weird. But Kenneth – has already told me that he he feels a lot better. He's getting to the point where he's gonna get fully cleared and play. I think they're just waiting it out. Um, because athletically he's he's better than Kyle Noy. But he's already told me like he, he feels so much better. Uh Rashawn Evans is, I think, one of the steals of the draft. Uh anybody who plays next to Deion Jones makes Deion Jones look bad. And we've watched Michael Walker when he got to play next to him, made him look bad. Devondar Campbell all has obviously proved that he's worth more than Deion Jones when he went to two different teams and has now been an all-pro for Green Bay. Uh, Foy Olukon, um, sitting right next to Deion Jones last year, was a top linebacker, and now he moved to Jacksonville. Maybe we should talk to Atlanta about, hey, why did you keep Deion Jones when you could have had you know, Foy and Devondar Campbell as your two inside linebackers and let them guys eat? I just think they're a little too loyal to a guy who keeps getting injured and who currently just had another rotator cuff surgery. Uh, Damian Wilson, like I said, I have him on my list because I don't know. know, They brought him in. They paid him money to be the middle linebacker, um, but they've already moved him like three different spots because he's personal, but he likes the the will. He already says he likes the will. Um, This is where me and Mike are going to bump heads because I took one linebacker from Detroit. He took another. I really, really like Derek Barnes. I think that he in his second year is going to move Anzalone out. I, I could honestly see come in there and that's what we've are, you know, we're gonna get to your list. But for me, I just think Derek Barnes shows a lot of promise and he's a late round grab, or even a guy that you can get off your waiver wire right now in-, in one of my leagues. But I think he could take the spot in the first six games. So all right, Mike, get at me. What do you got for me? All right, so uh,
3: the boy, the, those the the linebacker in two in, Car- in Carolina is going to be rough because Shaq Thompson right now is the guy. He's the play caller. I don't know who's going to play and who's going to get all the snaps because you do have Luvu Wilson and you also have Corey Littleton. So that is that is uh, a situation I don't know if I want to be a part of. Um, I don't know Kenneth Murray, boy. I think he he Brandon Staley for whatever reason doesn't like him. I don't know. I don't know what he did, but Staley just doesn't seem to like him. Um, I think the biggest knock on him is also that they brought in Troy Reader, someone who Staley has familiarity with from the Rams. So those two, I I, I have a really tough time trusting him. But uh, you know, you, you you're planting your flag, and and I definitely respect that. Um, yeah, Rashawn Evans, I think is a good late round sleeper. Um, if anything, you you draft him in, you know, in, in the later rounds of your draft, and if he doesn't pan out then you drop them and you don't need to worry about it. Then, you know, you haven't really wasted anything. I do like Barnes. I'm the only reason why I really put Malcolm Rodriguez is because you already took Derek Barnes. So, you know, that I don't have a necessarily <laughs> an issue with Derek Barnes. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I agree with Ionidis. He's, he's in a good spot next to Derek Brown, really good on paper, talented off at defensive line. They just got to put it together. Um, and, you know, you and I agree definitely on Nicholas Morrow. Um, he was, he was, he has been given the the play calling duties even when Rokon was was there, even though he's doing his holding. But yeah, pretty pretty solid list. There's some. It's definitely a boomer bust list, which which you know I think you're you're kind of going for. But um, but uh, some guys, if you get late, if they don't pan out, then you know you haven't really the only thing really you you wasted a roster spot and you just uh, hit the waiver wire. Yeah, you know
0: I mean it's my sleeper list, and you know that's the whole yep. point of this. You know what's. Let's see what happens, and we just don't know exactly what we're going to get. But I nope. think, I, for me, I just want to risk it a little bit. Um, how do you guys feel about
1: Merle? I like it. The uh, Nino. Let's go with Nino first.
2: Okay. Or, or uh, I, <laughs> I like Phillips, and uh, I always mess up names. Matt Ionitis. Uh I'm a fan of both of those guys. I knew you were putting Kenneth Murray on there. I just hope that he gets healthy and actually gets a chance. And uh, like Mike said, Evans, he's his perfect sleeper. And like you said, if it doesn't work out, you just drop him and move on. But he has a chance to to really make a little bubble there and get some, some stats and you know, rise up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Russ, how do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I agree. All I was going to do is I actually made a little note on Matt Ioannidis, you know, since I brought up uh, Gross Matos, and hopefully him coming over from Washington kind of helps him get some quarterback sacks too, so I like it. Your boy, Kenneth Murray, eventually... Yeah, I really...
0: I love the front four. Yeah. I think think it's a really solid front four. I mean, and I think Jeremy Chin is, you know, one of those dudes, so... That defense mm-hmm. is really, really solid. You know what's funny? Through through the four of us, we have four people. You know, just on Carolina's defense, which yeah. is absolutely crazy. I mean, I just just noticed that. So I think it's an it's an underrated
2: roster for sure. Um,
0: let's, oh yeah, I agree.
2: I, I liked Horn because because of I, Chin, and if he's healthy, man, you know. I think he, I, I, I think agree with you one hundred
0: percent. J.C. Horn is. Go ahead, Mike. Oh no, finish your thought on Horn. Go ahead. I'll get I'll get to it. I was saying JC Horn, you know, he, he beat up on his dad, he said all the time. And you know, Joe Horn is is a dude, you know, and I don't care. He he might he might be older, but Joe Joe Horn said he was he was more athletic than he was, and that's that's high praise. I don't care if it's your kid or not, because as competitive as Joe Horn is, you know he was talking smack the whole time. So I I'm just a fan of him being able to admit that his son is better than him. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and if, and if that defensive line, all right, go ahead, kind of Mike. get
3: after the quarter. Yeah, if the defensive line get after the quarterback, you know we, you know, pressure can create interceptions. So if the if the defensive line gets to the quarterback, the quarterback maybe has to throw the ball out a little bit quicker. Routes aren't necessarily finished, and boom, Horn turns around. He's he's a pretty good ball hawk. So definitely, definitely some upside for picks.
0: I like it. Alright, we'll get to your list. I'll count out your list and you tell me why you picked who. So Mike Waller's list, Cody Barton, Charles Menehue, Kamuko, sorry, Kamuko Ture, Malcolm Rodriguez, Jacob Phillips, Brandon Jones, Dre Greenlaw, Greg Russo, Joseph Asai, Nick Cross, Andre Sisco. I mean, I, I love this list, but That's why you're the guy and I'm just here having you on. Oh, come on, come on. (laughs) (laughs) So I I like it. So overall, like
3: what, why'd you got it? Well, Barton has been one of my, uh, you know, Barton has been kind of one of my guys that I've been pounding the table for, for a while. Um, especially once Bobby Wagner got released, um, and Seattle didn't really do much to, to address the linebacker position. So, um, you know, once those last two games where uh, where Wagner got hurt, Barton came in, played 100 percent of the snaps, um, called the plays, wore the dot, and and produced I think like well over 20 tackles in those two games. Brooks is going to call the plays this year, but Cody Barton certainly has a full time role. Um, so for me, my linebackers, as long as they're getting snaps, they're on the field. I'm I'm all good with them. Um, for the San Francisco defensive lineman, I like Eminihu Imen, and uh, and Kamoko Ture. Ture's only issue has been has been injuries, but he's a pressure monster. And if you're playing alongside Nick Bo, uh, Nick Bosa, um, you know Bosa is going to command some attention. Emanihu, if he gets snaps, and Ture they get snaps, um, they're not going to get as much attention. And yeah, Malcolm Rodriguez. I, uh, I I I I will admit it was a late night. I sipped some of the Kool-Aid. I was seeing some of the things that uh, that Campbell was saying about Rodriguez. And um, got a little bit of recency bias. But I have a feeling Rodriguez, he's kind of that Dan Campbell guy. He's scrappy and uh, plays well, has you know, good motor. And I think he seems to be one of those Campbell guys. I have a feeling that after hard knocks, he's going to be a guy that I'm just going to go all in on. Um, Jacob Phillips is another who is getting a chance to, to play um, every snap. I think they really want to see what they have in him at LSU. He was the play caller uh, over Patrick Queen um so i think he's been getting those first run snaps with with the first defense anthony walker's been back so kind of see how that splits up but i think the Browns' defense and Woods are giving him every chance to uh, to prove and and to to earn those snaps uh brandon jones strong safety he's going to play in the box and what i really also like about brandon jones is he brings the element of the pass rush really high pressure rate for a safety has the upside for snap for sacks and playing again behind a really talented defensive line with Phillips, Christian Wilkins, and Emmanuel Agba. So, as long as he continues that same role, definitely upside for sacks. Uh, Dre Greenlaw, he's been getting those nickel and dime packages, and Aziz Al has actually been coming off the field. So, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner have been kind of those two inside linebackers that have been playing um, in those sub packages. So, and again, with Greenlaw, it's always been health. So, if he stays healthy and, you know, he kind of has a, you know he definitely has the upside with snaps. So as long as he stays healthy, um, which is a big if. Um, you know he's again one of those late round guys that you can get. Um, Gregory Russo, one of those young guys that is playing alongside a legend in Von Miller. And with Von Miller, you with Russo, pretty good, pretty good pressure rate as a rookie. Um, I guess my only concern with with him is just the rotation. Is there going to be a continuous rotation of snaps? But again, he gets to attend Von Miller's Pass Rush Summit on a daily basis. So when you can learn moves and you can learn from, from someone like Von Miller on a daily basis, again, upside. I, I love uh, Rousseau this year. Joseph Asai, big pass rusher from Texas, hurt last season. Um, I think he's going to come in and uh, get a chance to earn some snaps on the edge. I think Sam Hubbard has been dealing with some nicks, so I think you're going to see his side get some some extra run with uh, with Hubbard potentially dealing with some nicks and bruises. Nick Cross, rookie who can play in the box, who I think is going to get those box snaps. And and with Gus Bradley, Gus Bradley loves to utilize big hitting safeties on the edge um, and in the box. So like Cross, and I think with Cisco again, Andre Cisco, it's another one of those. Uh, uh, Recency bias. Just have been seeing really good camp reports, and last season was just a train wreck with with Urban Meyer as a coach. So I think with him, uh, with Cisco, he actually has real coaches and real people who are going to develop him. So I think this could be a good year for Andre Cisco, especially if he plays up near the box.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm the same way with Cisco. I'm just, I I just feel like he's just a bad team last year. To be honest with you.
2: Oh, train wreck!
0: It was rough.
3: So, Kron, any to, any any uh any issues? Any you know anything you need to come at me with?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, my only my only issue, uh, again, I, I really like your list, and obviously, I was just ahead of you on the uh, the Derek Barnes aspect compared to Malcolm Rodriguez. Um, I'm a little in between on the Charles Minihue and Toure being mm-hmm. on the same area, so yep. uh, it's got to be one or the other. You know, especially yep. you, you know you see Tillery ain't going to play much with uh, bringing a Mac, but uh, it's got to be one or the other with those guys. Yep. And and I actually think it's going to be uh, Minihue. I just I'm just higher on him personally. Yep. Um, Cody Barton, I'm a hundred percent on Cody Barton. Like I huge. Uh, he's a guy that I wish I would have grabbed in a a recent draft I just got and I didn't get him and I'm still pissed about it, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, Nick Cross is the only one I'm just like, I don't know if I'd have him on my list. I don't have him on my list, but I I, I guess that's the only one that I'm just a little bit iffy on because everybody else I think is studs. Jacob Phillips is going to be a dude. I mean, God, I hope so. I I, I just just hope he stays healthy.
2: I love Greenlaw.
0: I had somebody call me out the there today saying that I wasn't an LSU guy recently up here on top, um, and yet I keep <laughs> pounding tables for like four or five LSU guys this week. I don't know where it's coming from, Nino, because I hope that I've brought out you know some props to some LSU guys recently. But uh, Nino, what do you got LSU for the rest? I'll bring you in here. Just
2: ripped an LSU guy. You just ripped one. My boy, uh, my boy from Atlanta. Ooh. you despise him, right? Oh, Deion Johnson, Jones, he a bum, bro. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> he's not, he can't. He's
2: not healthy, dude. He's not a bum. You know it too. I love Greenlaw. Yeah, I mean, a healthy Greenlaw will only, you know, be able to excel. My boy, Fred Warner. I, I told you, was my my top linebacker. Ah. Uh, I think that defense is stout. And I think if he can stay healthy and like he was saying, he was playing out on, on the edge. Is that what you were saying? Uh, coming in for Aziz. And so the more, more you can get, the more versatile he can be, the better that is. for the, I actually, I love that defense. Totally. I actually had a question from Mike a little bit about the secondary. Um, I'll ask him after. Um, I also love R- Russo for the same point. Well, i let have to ask him now. I mean, that's the whole. All right. T- I, 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 how do you I, feel about I will that? be honest. Um,
3: Go ahead. Sorry, Nina.
2: T- Teleph I can I can't say his name. Tul Telefalonga.
3: Yeah, he I mean, yeah, you talk about deep. Uh, the San Francisco defensive backs, they you think they're gonna do something, but just they just kind of never pan out. I mean, we've been looking at uh who I think who I thought his name was Jaquiski, but I think it's Jaquaski Tart just never panned out. He always looked like he fit the mold of of someone who would kind of be a big hitter play but it's just you know and hit with him I think it was injuries it just never panned out so everybody's been saying huff huff and half but hey I'm not if that's a guy that you're targeting I'm not going to talk anybody out of a guy if that's who you're targeting in those late rounds I don't I'm not talking anybody out of of uh if you've got a gut feeling on them by all means
0: Overall I'm just muted.
2: <laughs> All
0: right,
3: voice. we're back. Sorry, I keep on
2: keeping <laughs> myself. <Mute> um
0: I thought <laughs> I don't, don't want to carry people over, so that's I'm not just I like hearing what people gotta say instead of me saying, Yep, 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 you know. Um Rust, you got any got any uh, uh critics <clears throat> on my guy's mic's list or
1: no, I mean I like it. The Barton deal. I mean, can that be Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright 2.0? That would be pretty wild to see. I'm definitely paying attention to that. Uh, the Greg Russo. I'm curious. Uh, I know it seems like Buffalo does a lot of rotation because they got gassed going against the Chiefs, and you got AJ Epinescent over there as well. And I'm, I mean, they'll sure there'll be a snap count percentage rotation throughout the season. It'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Even with Von Miller, you know, I'm sure he's not going to play 100% of snaps. But I've noticed the trend is there ain't a whole lot of guys on defensive line that do anymore. But mm-hmm. they're getting high 80s, maybe into the 90s a little bit. So definitely knowing that when you're doing your roster construction definitely helps whether you want to gamble on a round or not. So, But overall, yeah, I can't complain about his list. He's the godfather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think overall, oh, my God, though, I, I think really appreciate good, you th- coming on. Oh, I was just going to say, overall, Mike? I think on everybody's Sorry. list, there's definitely a good. There's a definitely good mix of people who can produce, and even some long-term guys. So, um, I think you guys hit some hit some good names too.
2: Jared, real quick, um, I agree. Nino, what's up? Uh, I'm a homer, so I got to ask before while I got you on here. What do you think about Bondmore, and uh, what are your projections for him this year?
3: Oh, Barmore is. Oh my God, he's going to be so much fun to watch. I think he's going to be one of those guys that Bill keeps hopefully out on the field. He's he's a disruptor, and I think I have him. I think I have him projected at least as like a DT two um, in your in your defensive tackle required league. So um, I don't I don't see any reason why he can't get five or six sacks. I think he's going to be a, a good source of tackles. Uh, everything coming out, Barmore has. Tremendous upside.
0: Good to hear. (laughs) I like it it a lot. Um, Well, it's a little longer than I expected, but it didn't go as long as I really expected, to be honest with you. Uh, Mike, (laughs) I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Nino, Clutch, I always appreciate you guys coming on. I think I actually did a little bit better with getting people's face out there this time. That won't always happen because I'd be lazy and just let you guys go. But... um, (laughs) But overall, this is our top 10 sleepers from each one of us. Uh, Make sure you listen to the Toilets for Title podcast. We have over 250 podcasts at this point, different shows. Um, This is your only IDP one, though. So make sure you check us out. Uh, I have my strength of schedule coming out for each position that should be released really soon. Uh, And we're really excited about what we have going on. You know, if you are a Fantasy football guy, like the rest of us are. The expo is this weekend, so it's going to be really exciting to see some of those guys out there. Uh, I won't be there; uh, some things change for me. But Mike, are you going? Um, yeah,
3: I'll actually be there Saturday. We've got um, there's a, a a Kings Classic draft that uh, that happens at the Hall of Fame, so I'll be doing that, kind of walking around. And then Sunday, um, I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it. Uh, I'm gonna be on the IDP panel uh, at two thirty um talking idp of course so uh i think we've got a really good uh good group good panel gary davenport idp sharks jorge edwards nate markham uh nate cheatham is on it and then and there's another guy who i really apologize you know what i'm gonna get his name because i do not want to leave him out and anger him heading into the panel his (laughs) name is bob miller um and he's going to be on it too. So it's going to be a good panel. We've got an hour. Um, We've got some good topics to discuss. So anybody going to the, to the, uh, to the expo, check out the IDP panel at two 30.
0: That'd be awesome. Uh, Again, I appreciate all you guys coming on, you know, and we'll do this again, Mike, I'll definitely have you back on, you know, can't wait to have it again. So until next time, let's go, let's go, let's go.